This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello, and what is going on? My fellow Schwoke Lords, what is up? Welcome to yet another episode, the only episode, that's not true, the best episode of Cancel Shweezy, the, uh, the best one I think you'll probably ever listen to. Uh, welcome to the show today. Uh, like I said, this is probably going to be our best episode I think we've probably ever made uh, today, uh, and we haven't even recorded it yet. I'm just, I just have, my balls are just that big. Don't ask me the sh- my shaft size. Don't ask me that. Uh, what? Uh, but <laughs> I have big balls. You got some pretty big balls here. I like, and like, I love that compliment. It's like, that's pretty sexist of you. I'm like, you got a lot of balls to say that. I'm like, women have balls too. How do you think women are able to pee? Because pee is stored in the balls, as we've already, you know, as science has already mentioned, pee is stored in the balls. Uh, that's why it's called the penis. Uh, so, yeah. So, but anyways, though, I, I regress. Uh, welcome to Cancel Shweezy, folks. Uh, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. What is up? What is going on? Uh, what the fuck is up, Denny's? Uh, and I really like that. Uh, welcome to the show today. We, we got a good one for you. I got a lot of good topics to talk about. Uh, we're hitting the trends. We're hitting what's cool, what's popular, what's popping. Oh, I can, I'm not supposed to say what's popping. Uh. Well, I used to I used to say that, and then my black friends would be like, "Don't don't say that ever," because I just saw memes say that, like, "Don't say what's popping, don't don't say that." And I'm like, "All right," uh, you know, you say something like innocent, and it's like black people slang, and it's not like uh, a racial slur, but you're but don't don't say that, uh, like suwu. You're not supposed to say suwu. That is uh, that is for the blood. It's uh, I think it's. It's not Nigerian. Um, my mom was like, well, it's Wakandan. Uh, no, it's... Uh, so in the language, it's uh, it means blood. Uh, Swahili, I think. It's Swahili. I hope I'm not wrong. Someone's going to be mad about that. Well, cancel Shweezy. I'm already canceled. Uh, welcome to the show today. Cancel Shweezy, the only podcast uh, letting you know that the Japanese write women way better than God does. Welcome to the show today. That's true. Watch any anime. All those women are written very well. Uh, and then you go out on dates and you meet women and you're like, you're not that cool. Your personality's kind of sucks. God wrote you badly. Uh, and you're like, and you know, never don't blame the actors, blame God, because he was the writer in the writer's room. 
uh, for that. So he needs to be uh, what's to blame. So uh, don't be stingy. And I really like that. Or, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. That'd be the correct one. But anyways, though, welcome to the show. Uh, go check out my music under Shweezy. I have I am there. I do have an upcoming release. I believe is coming out uh, mid November. I can. I think I can officially announce that I have a release coming out. I think I can say I have a release coming out in mid-November. I don't believe I'm able to say anything else but that. But So you definitely don't want to miss that. So um, the best way for you to notify that, just wherever you get your music from, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, Deez Nuts, <laughs> got him. Um, go go check out. Go follow Go follow me uh, over on there. It's like Cancel Sweezy. Just take out the cancel part of Sweezy. If you're on Spotify... Already, it's pretty. It's pretty easy. Once you, if you typed in "cancel Sweezy," uh, this podcast shows up. But it's also, uh, but also just my music shows up. They're both there. It's it's very cool. It's very cool marketing using my name as marketing. That's cool. Like uh, social media is kind of marketing at the Sweezy uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure you go follow me over there. Another form of uh, social media, I guess, is Twitch. I stream every Thursdays. Uh, last two weeks, I've been doing my first ever Pokemon Nuzlocke on Heart Gold. It's a Nintendo DS game, uh, which I got legally in, on my Nintendo Switch. Reggie from GameStop gave it to me, uh, or formerly from Nintendo. Reggie from Nintendo, but now at GameStop. He was the one who gave it to me. Uh, illegal, illegal, it's not a ROM, definitely not a ROM, and definitely not illegal. Uh, but anyways, though, uh, go check me out there. It's been really interesting. Uh, if you don't know what a Nuzlocke is, basically, if you, you play regular Pokemon, but if your Pokemon faints, you have to consider it dead and you can't use it anymore. Which is really cool. So, um, yeah, I've only had two deaths so far. Uh, which is apparently is pretty good for a Nuzlocke. Uh, to only have two deaths and four gym badges. Uh, technically halfway done. I don't know if I'm going to continue it after the Johto League. The, the problem is, like, I don't have any problem with the Kanto gyms. It's, like, uh, between... Once you finish blue, there's, there's a level jump. So I may have to figure out a, a rare candy cheat or something like that uh something you don't like pokemon and so you you're basically sitting here listening to me explain this and you're like what but no you should go follow me over on twitch even you know even if you don't like pokemon because i do play other games as well and one nice thing is if you have an amazon prime account you can connect it to your twitch prime account and uh doing that though gives you a subscribe following anyone on twitch is free make sure you follow me on twitch that's free you should definitely be doing that but to subscribe to someone, connect your Amazon Prime account. It's typically around $5. You get one free with Amazon Prime. And if you don't, basically Jeff Bezos is getting more money out of you. You basically, by doing this, you deduct $5 from Jeff Bezos. And I, I know that means nothing to him. But don't you want to feel good about yourself? So make sure you go check that out. Uh, we also have a Patreon page uh, where it's basically turning into a tip jar. Uh, it's a great way to help me financially support me. And you're like, oh, it's probably going into... To, bullshit i'm like no it actually supports my uh my living my existing so definitely go check that out uh don't be stingy there come on mark don't be stingy uh and uh funny uh like that maybe at one day i don't know if people actually understand the come on mark don't be stingy maybe one one day i do i have to uh if you, if you listen to the old schwedcast uh a couple episodes we went over it that's like so far gone. like i feel like a majority of the people now are uh don't even know, like, oh, what's the Schwedcast? But then there's some people who are like, oh, I remember the Schwedcast. Then they occasionally like, when's the Schwedcast coming back? And like, it's not coming back. This is, it was gonna, I was creating multiple, I wanted to create multiple podcast shows, uh, and all of them fell through. And now it's just this one. 
And, uh, and that's okay, though, because th- that means this show gets to be weekly. And, uh, I like that. And uh, we try to maintain that weekly unless uh, I have Monday gigs or whatever. Monday, Tuesday gigs, uh, which are hard to get out of, you know. Something like that. And I'll, I'll just tell y'all I'm fucking your mom. <laughs> like, yeah, I was too busy fucking your mom. I couldn't make a new Cancel Sweezy episode. Ah, well... Anyways, though, uh, let's uh, let's move on. I think I'm done. I think that's all the announcements. Oh no, I need to tell you to make sure you uh, check, uh, for the audio listeners out there. Go check out our YouTube page. Uh, I know obviously some of you like drive or listen to this at work and get away with it, but still go check out our YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe over on YouTube uh, because we really are trying to build up that uh, that uh, platform. Because like I look at all the stats and it's like audio is doing good. Uh, you know, it's always like uh, I want to do. You know, you always want the numbers to be bigger, but Audio is doing good, but then you go over to the YouTube side of things, and it's like it's not good. Uh, it's not as it's not where I want it to be. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not where I want it to be. Go check that. Go subscribe uh, because we do post highlights of the episodes. We take like bits and pieces out of the episode that maybe you can share with your friends and stuff like that. So make sure to go check that out. Share with your friends, or I know some people are very much like if you want your friend to get into cancel show easy because you want to talk about that shit. Uh, sometimes people aren't interested in listening to a full hour and a half podcast, but They'll listen to some highlights and shit like that, so so it's always great. And obviously, audio-only listeners out there, uh, leave a review, give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So I think that that covers everything, right? All right. Now we can move on to previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking? Exactly what the title says. It's, we're going over what happened last week, and we're doing it right now. It's, it's great. You know, we used to do these shows on... I used to do the shows, it aired on Mondays, and I had to record on Fridays. It was like, the week's over. Uh, and the week's just starting. But now, the week has just begun. This The new week. So the previous week is now here for you, for us to go over. So let's get into previous week right now. Uh, let's get into the news. We're talking about the news. Uh, news is very important. You should be updated on what's going on in our world. And so... Uh, doing so makes you not stingy, you know what? Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. So, that's definitely something you want to check out, uh, there. So anyways, let's get into it. Starting off from the AV Club. Uh, not necessarily friends. We're not friends with the AV Club. I'm just reading their article. Uh, Channel 5 honors Queen Elizabeth's funeral with a somber screen of the Emoji Movie. Uh. Congratulations, you played yourself. It's often said that the best way to honor the memory of a loved one is not by dwelling in despair, but by living on as they would have wanted. It's harder to say whether Britain's Channel 5 considers the recently deceased Queen Elizabeth II as a close loved one, but if so, the broadcaster has found an especially unique means to carry on amidst a mass outpouring of emotion over the Queen's death. While every other British channel paused their regularly scheduled programming on Monday to screen Her Majesty's funeral, Channel 5 concocted their own tribute, a screening of the Emoji Movie. Yes, the Emoji Movie, a film Jordan Peele once said convinced him to quit acting chilly based on an offer to star in it. This is a film that, in his review for the AV Club, Vadim Rizov uh, describes as inside-out cross with a Sony commercial and dunked in toxic ooze. This is a film where Patrick Stewart plays a poop emoji. Okay, you get the point. 
Channel 5 per Entertainment Weekly was the only manager UK broadcaster not screening the service, save for a documentary on Her Majesty that Channel 4 aired in the funeral's stead. After the Emoji movie concluded, Channel 5 also showed children's favorite Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs and seeing an attempt at counter-programming makes some sense, but given that even X-rated British channels with names like Babes and Brazzers uh, relegated their usual lineups, a major broadcaster for forging coverage altogether is irregular. Adding to the irregularity of the whole scenario, of course, is the overt randomness of the Emoji Movie for the Queen's Memoriam, at least play Paddington 2. However, this is actually not the first time a whole country was has awarded the film a special place in their history. In 2018, Saudi Arabia lifted a 35-year ban on movie theaters with a screening of the same film. <laughs> Clearly, the two countries' governments, also primary trading partners to each other, deal in cinematic taste as well as goods. You know, I saw I saw the TikTok uh, that this is the original reason why I, where I read this article. I want to talk about it on the show. Because I saw TikTok, someone in Britain was like, okay, well, on Channel 1, I don't know, does Channel 1 actually exist? Because back in the day with cable, where you just plug the coax right into the TV and then into the wall, you know, you turn it on. There was never a Channel 1. It always started with Channel 2, 3, and 4, because I know that, because that's how you connected, like, your PlayStation 2, your N64, um, and everything before that. That's how you connected it to your TV. Uh, I don't know some. Some people are like, back in my day, we had to throw three cables into the TV instead of an HDMI. It's like, okay, shut the fuck up. I'm going to fucking punch you in the face, kid. Um, and so, like, yeah, but there was never Channel 1. So, did they have Channel 1? Uh, not important to this article, though. Um, even if they had two, because it was someone, I guess, I don't know if they started on Channel 1, but maybe they started on Channel 2. So that's where I digress. So I on Channel 2, Queen's Funeral. Channel 3, Queen's Funeral. Channel 4, Queen's Funeral. Channel 5, the Emoji Movie. Someone made a TikTok just be like, look what's going on, folks. And, you know, it, 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 I don't know, what do I have to say, though? But, like, at the same time, not, I, mean, I this is weird to say, but I don't think everyone in Britain is British, you know? Like, and stuff like that. Some, some people in Britain probably don't give a shit about the Queen. I mean, maybe, uh, they just want to watch fucking TV. Maybe that's all they want to do. I'm like, I just want to watch TV today. Uh, and I'm like, they're skipping through the channel. They don't want to watch the fucking Queen's boring-ass funeral. Uh, and I, uh, the Emoji movie's on fine. And, you know, I think the the comedy of this all, all of this is... Um, it's the Emoji movie. It's, it's a pile of shit. It's a shitty movie. I haven't actually seen it. But everyone tells me it's bad. And there was one girl I worked with at a day job once, and she was like, oh, Emoji Movie is kind of funny. I watch it with my kids. And I think it was more like a parent watching with their kid. I'm like, oh, this is fun, or whatever. But, like, you think, like, you know, if we're not going to show the Queen's funeral, why don't, we, why don't we show the fucking Emoji Movie? That's what we need to do. Uh, and also, I thought, I thought it was funny because I thought it's Channel 5, there's, like, the a, the YouTube page, Channel 5, and I guess they, they made a deal with some streaming service, but I thought it was them, and I was like, well, that's clearly a joke, and I'm like, oh, no, this is real. Because BBC, cause I guess in Britain, it's, like, BBC, BBC 2, BBC 3, 
And like here we have like CB in America we have like CBS, ABC. And ABC I recently learned it wasn't that long ago I learned this that like BBC is British Broadcasting Company, Canada's CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Company. Just recently learned uh, that's what ABC stands for, American Broadcasting Company. Uh, and it's it, it, in you know I was like oh I guess we do have we have our own BBC I guess that's what we do but Britain has a lot of BBCs and it was the I don't actually have any more like actual good things to say so I'm gonna move on okay uh, this is if you, if you keep up with memes uh, you'll you've heard a little bit about this from Loudwire uh, Maroon 5's Adam Levine says no hot chicks listen to metal denies cheating on wife. Uh, that's rough, buddy. Maroon 5's Adam Levine reportedly mused that no hot chicks listen to metal in a direct message between him and a woman who is not his wife, according to a screenshot obtained by TMZ, but the pop rock singer and former The Voice star subsequently denied cheating on his spouse of eight years, the fashion model Bahati Prince Lou. That's the best I'm going to say, folks. Uh, Levine's denial arrived this week after apparent DMs between him and other women surfaced online. Per Gawker, the screenshots illustrated flirtatious conversations with the singer. The No Hot Chicks remarks reportedly came in a DM with a woman named Allison Rosef. Two other accusers exposed similarly flirty DMs that allegedly had with the Maroon 5 leader. In the exchange between Rosef and the singer, as is shown in the screenshot, the woman at one point told Levine she only listens to metal. The singer's apparent response suggested he believes that conventionally attractive women don't listen to the genre. I'm so weird to and only listen to metal, LOL Rosef said. Uh, said no hot chick ever other than you, Levine's official account seemingly replied. Levine has openly criticized guitar-based music before. Last year, he disparged the state of rock in an interview, claiming there aren't any bands anymore. Three years earlier, Slipknot's Corey Taylor called Levine a schmuck for dissing rock. In another interview, Maroon 5 began a ska-influenced alt-rockers before they breaking big in pop. On Tuesday, September 20th, Levine addressed cheating accusations in an Instagram story. A lot of a lot is being said about me right now, and I want to be clear the air. The singer wrote, according to EW, I used poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner. He continued, I did not have an affair. Nevertheless, I crossed the line during a regrettable period in my life. The Maroon 5 singer added, in certain instances, it became inappropriate. I have addressed that and taken proactive steps to remedy this with my family. So, first off, I have to say here, no hot chicks listen to metal. I want to I clear the air here. Uh, as someone who who does, I mean, I don't listen to a lot of metal anymore. A lot of it's just dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and it's like eight-string guitars and it's like that. Back in my day, we didn't, we didn't need that for metal. We, we had six strings. We only did drop D, maybe like half-step drop D, and that's it. We, we were good back in my day. We were good. Metal today is just, dung. it's just like, and you listen to the lyrics, I'm like, this is the stupidest fucking thing any person has ever said in my entire life. That's what metal lyrics are like. Now, the question, question is, what Adam Levine said, we gotta take what Adam Levine said about this situation. No hot chicks listen to metal. That is 100% not true. But here's the truth behind it. Yes, hot chicks listen to metal. However, None of those chicks are single because, uh, to be honest, and uh, some people are going to get mad when I say, he say this, but I'm going to be honest, uh, there are more men who listen to metal than women. 
And that's just a fact. And you're going to be like, hey, I'm a woman, I listen to metal. I'm not saying women don't listen to metal. I'm just saying more men listen to metal than women. So therefore, going off as a numbers game, uh, let's say 25%, if we go full population, let's say 25% of women listen to metal, 75% are men. So, yeah, that's a lot of men to not a lot of women. And the 25% of women, how many of them are hot? You know? I've seen some women who go to metal shows, they're not hot, and they're like, you want to fuck me in the bathroom? I'm like, Jesus fucking no. Uh, so that's the thing when that whole movie says no hot chicks in the metal. They do. They're all with someone, though. Like, all, like literally all of them. There's no... They're, okay, no hot chicks listen to metal. No single hot chicks listen to metal. That's how I'd fix Adam Levine's sentence right there. That about the whole hot chick situation. Okay. Anyways, though, like him cheating on his wife. Because, like, the screenshots exist, Adam. The screenshots exist. And here's the thing with Maroon 5. When their first album, because their first album song about Jane, they said it was, this, this, uh, this article said, Scott influenced alt-rockers. But it wasn't, it had, like, more J- New York, I guess, oh, I guess if you talk about, like, was it, Kara's Flowers, I believe, that was their first band. That could have been a little more ska, but, like, then the album, Songs About Jane, that whole album. Uh, it was very jazz-influenced, and it was so fucking awesome. It was so good. It was one of, like, the first CDs I really listened to death. Like, that album, and and I got in, like, maybe 2003, 2004, about that. That album was, like, a sleeper hit. It came out in 2002, but didn't really get popular until 2003, 2004. Like, I was a kid back then, and that's when that album became popular. And it was such a good album. I, I do... I probably consider it one of my favorite albums this day. Maroon 5, Songs About Jane. It's just, it's just a terrific album. I could listen beginning to end. It's just a solid fucking album. Uh, and then after that, Maroon 5, they were like, let's sell out. And they just started making the worst garbage music that has ever existed in humanity for uh, forever. And yeah, and that's what we're at today. And like, I am in misery. I like payphone, though. I'm out of payphone trying to call home. Okay, I do like Memories and uh, Girls Like You. I do like that song. Okay, like, I like pop music, though. It's just like, I like catchy things. I like the music that's really catchy, and I, I like it, and I want to know, like, how is this catchy? And I want to, how can I replicate that? And music I write that has actual meaning to it. That's, that's what I have to say. Uh, and also, I'm not saying Adam Levine should have cheated on his wife. I don't think he necessarily cheated, uh, unless we get more receipts. Okay, unless we get the receipts. On it, but like the what we have here is like him trying to hook up with women on Instagram. You know, those receipts are there. Uh, we're seeing those receipts where it says that like, oh, Adam Levine DM'd me, and he's married to like a Victoria's Secret model. You know, if you're if you're a guy and you're bagging Victoria's Secret models and you're not funny, like if you're not funny, I'm like. Just like, how did that guy get that girl? And he's like, he's really funny. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But it's like a good-looking guy like Adam Levine. How is he having fucking problems cheating on his wife? Like, he's such a good-looking guy. Like, he should be able to be like, hey, you a Maroon 5 fan? And she's like, yeah, I love Maroon 5. And he's like, let's fuck. Okay. And he shouldn't have problems like that. It really surprised me that he had problems looking up and the fact that this chick is like, I only like metal. And they're like, Hot girls don't like metal. Like, they do. They're just no hot single girls like metal. That's the lesson we've learned today. So, Maroon 5, like, how is Adam Levine 
having problems. So, technically, as the meme would say, no bitches. Uh, that's Adam Levine right there. Adam Levine has no bitches. Uh, that's, I that's horrible. Ooh, I love this one. NPR uh, stating, Mariah Carey says she should finally hear her secret, we should finally hear her secret 1995 grunge album. As Mariah Carey was recording her smash hit 1995 pop album Daydream, she and her fellow musicians were also secretly putting together a grunge album. Carey first mentioned the existence of the secret album in her 2020 memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. A version of the record was quietly released at the time under the band name Chick, titled Someone's Ugly Daughter, with Carey singing backup vocals. In a new interview with the podcast Rolling Stones Music Now, Carey has shared that recordings of the all-rock album with her lead vocals have been found, and she hinted that the elusive project will finally be released. I think this unearthed version will become, yes, something we should hear, she told Rolling Stone, she suggested without providing details that she was even building on the record with an unnamed musician. I'm working on a version of something where there'll be another artist working on this with me as well. Carrie described the project recorded after long days in the studio while working on hits such as Always Be My Baby as an outlet for her during a period when she felt particularly constrained. I have no freedom during that time that was my freedom making that record she told the podcast carrie told rolling stone she was inspired by bands such as hole and green day at the time she adopted an alter ego and she recalled in her book i was playing with the style of the bruisey grunge punk light white female singer who were popular at the time you know the one who seemed to be so carefree with their feelings and their image at the time she recalls that there was no unease about her grunge lyrics i honestly wanted to put that record out back then under you know the same pseudonym just put it out and be like, you know, whatever, let them discover that it's me, she told Rolling Stone, but that idea was kind of stomped and squashed. Carrie said she even did the album art a cockroach and some sprawled lipstick. That's very grunge. She remembers driving around shouting lyrics to a song she wrote that nobody knew. Ultimately, she said that a friend of hers named Clarissa Dane recorded lead vocals and wrote a grunge song with Carrie, and it was released with Carrie on back of vocals. That version is no longer widely available. But it seems like the version that Carrie wants us to hear may be coming soon. This is, like, such an interesting thing, I think, when regards to, like, understanding the music industry, especially understanding the music industry in the 90s. Because nowadays, like, it's so weird. And we, in this all-star, I mean, I would say, I've, I've been doing music since, like, maybe 2007, 2008, and shit like that. And... You know, you kind of had to understand how the music industry works and kind of go through the motions of how the music industry is. And uh, that was the time of the Internet. And everyone's like, you don't need a record label anymore. Uh, the Internet's going to make you famous. And for some people, it made them fame, like got them their initial fame. Uh, but that initial fame, you look at it, it's like it gave them enough fame for record labels to want to sign them. And, you know, before that, you were just like, you play shows and get people to like you. And that's how you get your record. I mean, it was like kind of the same thing now. You get to it now, and it's like, oh, this person's popular on TikTok? Can they kind of sing? Uh, maybe we should give them a record deal. And it's like, well, and it's different from, like, this guy sells out clubs. Should we should we sign them? Nah, let's sign the person who's very popular on the internet. Something like that. And they're, like, make, like, a single. Or, like, if best, they can make, like, three or four songs. Like, they're the twinkle, twinkle, little bitch, and stuff like that. Like, nah, it's art music. We go back to the 90s, it was Mariah Carey was already established as an artist. And so if Mariah Carey decided that, hey, I'm going to stop making this pop stuff 
and I'm going to go ahead and do this grunge thing that I've been working on. Uh, a record label, you know, people who've heard working with them are like, um, no, we're going to lose a ton of money. And that's why that album probably never came to be, mainly because the whole, like, Mariah Carey, I'm like, I'm going to make a grunge album. Uh, and then the, or, you know, the, what was it, Jason Bateman meme, the fuck you are, <laughs> and stuff like that. So I think now is actually a perfect time in Mariah Carey's career to be like, you know, we made this in the 90s, when I was really into grunge, we found the recordings, uh, I guess we're going to do whatever to finish them, and then go from there. So I think it's really cool, uh, you know. It'd be, it'd be cool, you know, it, it's similar to, this was similar to Machine Gun Kelly going from hip-hop and being like, you know, I'm going to write a rock album, and then he writes the rock album, and everyone's like, you, you filled it rap, that's why. And he's like, no, Hotel Diablo did good, and Mariah Care was also doing good at the time, too, so it wasn't big for her either, so. Really cool. I'm going to keep up with this. I want to make sure and see what's going on with Mariah, and uh, see if this album's any good, because it could be, like, the best album, the best grunge album, and it also could suck ass, so <laughs> uh, let's not get her, uh, get her hopes up, okay? Uh, what? All right, last article from CBC, which stands for Canadian Broadcasting Company, like ABC stands for uh, American Broadcasting Company. <coughs> I always like to end these on like a positive note, so um, we're ending positive, we're ending the news positive today. Fecal philanthropist donates poop to save lives. Uh, That's rough, buddy. A London, Ontario man has a peculiar way of paying his bills or collecting a bit of extra pocket change. He sells his poop, and he's not the only one. Essentially, you just end up just pooping onto a plate and then scooping that into a collection tube, then dropping it off. It's as simple as that, said John Chamel. Chamel, who studies immunology and microbiology, said it's less about the money and more about saving lives. Healthcare professionals have put out an open call for poop donors at St. Joseph's Healthcare London, where fecal transplants have become a routine procedure used to treat potentially life-threatening C. difficile, a cause of antibiotic-associated diarrhea. This is not just a mild diarrhea, this is, as they would say, diarrhea from hell, said Michael Silverman, medical director of St. Joseph's Infectious Disease Care Program. After a course of antibiotics, healthy gut bacteria can be killed, which causes the illness, he said. We take bacteria from this healthy poop, John, and other other's produce. I'm like laughing, just fucking reading this. And we process it to get rid of anything that's not critical and put them in capsules. <laughs> Uh, patients usually take a fecal transplant orally in the form of, <laughs> like, gagging. Jesus, patients usually take the fecal transplant in the form of capsules. Well, the other opinions are available. According to Silver, patients generally choose to take the capsules out of preference to avoid a more invasive option involving a colonoscopy. Bro, okay, I thought this would be funny, and I'm, like, laughing, too, but I'm also, like, gagging at the... At the, at the point of, like, I hope, so I'm sorry for everyone who has, like, you hear me gag and it, like, triggers something, you know? I'm sorry. Uh, as it turns out, fecal implants could potentially be the key to treating a number of medical conditions. There are trials and studies in the works looking at the use of fecal matter to combat certain kinds of cancers, uh, 
arteriocular chlorosis, that's the best one I knew, and certain autoimmune diseases. As for donor Silverman says, the requirements are relatively simple. We're looking for healthy people between 18 and 50 who are not on any medications, who don't have any significant medical condition to make a huge difference in people's lives, he said. Meanwhile, John Sch Schmuel says at the very least he has plenty of in interesting conversations about his donations, which get him $50 per drop-off. It's a great icebreaker to meet new people and tell them that you donate poop, and they're really thrown off. This article was a whirlwind. I gagged, I laughed, and everything. Okay, I have, the worst thing is I have high blood pressure, and I know that's anxiety-related, because they did the blood test. I'm telling you, they did the blood tests, and they're like, well, I don't see any reason why you have high blood pressure. Uh, uh, but then they're like, you're saying you have anxiety, that's probably it. So, don't at me, really. If you've lost weight, I'm like, okay, shut the fuck up. Uh, but then, like, and they're like, well, diarrhea from hell. I'm like, I get diarrhea a lot. And I'm like, it's never been from hell, though. So, it's like, how bad? Oh, man, no. I bet, wonder if they had a bidet. I wonder if that would make it better. Uh, and I wonder, um, well, I guess they're like, take this poop pill. And they're like, no thanks. And they're like, well, besides that, then we're going to have to, Give you a colonoscopy. All right, I'll take the poop pill. Oh, man. Because, you know, like, pills you don't usually get the taste of, but sometimes you get, like, the chalky taste of it on your tongue, and you're like, ugh. But usually, like, you wash down with water, and it's fine. What the fuck does the poop pill taste like? That's a question. What does the poop pill taste like? Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy? only for it to turn out to be a mirror, and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor privacy comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign up. But wait, 
there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So Pokemon released a new special. Um, and it seems weird because I don't think a lot of my audience listens to or watches listens watches anime. Uh, but I do. I don't watch a lot of anime. I was like, so the last anime I really watched was uh, was it Attack on Titan, and it got a little too intense for me. If you don't know about Attack on Titan, it's like these giant Titan things live on this world. In the very first episode, our main character, Aaron, uh, his mom got uh, torn in half by a Titan and eaten in front of him. Um, so it was a pretty rough show, so I've been a little, been a little hesitant on the anime. I've been like, I, I like to watch the Pokemon anime. I think I watched... The, all of the original journeys, but now I'm on Master's Journey. I've been really slow with that. So anyways, though, uh, they released a special called The Arceus Chronicles. So, um... What? The Arceus Chronicles, um... I guess I would have to say... Um, so I expected... So Pokemon, I'm a big fan of the Pokemon. I think when I was a kid, I was a lot bigger fan of the anime. Now I just kind of, like, watch it in my free time, like... When I'm just bored and I need something to watch, I'll just throw on the Pokemon anime because they made, like, at least with the English dub, because I'm going to tell you here. Some of you may actually listen to anime. Most of you, I don't think most of my audience listens to anime. Uh, considering the interactions I get with you, I bet, like, the anime listen. I bet there's a good chunk of anime listeners. Like, I watch anime! I'm like, okay, you you come in, you tell me what tell me what you hate about me, what I'm saying. Leave us a comment, because I'd love to fix what I'm saying. Uh... But anyways, though, like, the Pokemon anime, I watched it a ton when I was a small child. Like, when the Pokemon series, what, what, you know, if anime is made for different audiences, you know, obviously, some more for adults, some for kids, some for a little bit of both, you know, you know, like, Spongebob is made for everyone. It's kind of like that. Um, but yeah, I watched a ton of it when I was a kid, and I think I stopped watching the anime at least around Generation 3? And I got back into a Gen 4 once Platinum came out and uh, HeartGold SoulSilver, which, you know, I'm playing on, I'm playing HeartGold on uh, stream right now, and I bought SoulSilver on, uh, on the DS. I actually bought that game. Midnight release. Like, I was surprised my mom, how I told my mom. It's so funny, because my, because my mom, I think at that point, my mom, my parents were like, hey, we're going to give you a curfew, we just want to come back by that time, and, like, sometimes I'd show up at, like, 1230. Like, did you show up later than you're supposed to? I'm like, yeah. All right, don't do it again. And it was like not a big deal. Uh, I never really like broke the curfew. Like my curfew was midnight in high school. Like how breaking that's like. You know when you're in high school, like midnight. All right, party's over. Um, and I didn't drink in high school, but like no, high school I got back into Pokemon Platinum, which is which is so fucking weird to say because they just made uh, uh, talking about video games for a second. They made remakes of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl last year, last November, and I was in high school when those original games came out, which is weird because when Red and Blue came out, I was a child when those games came out, you know, I, I was a child, then they made the remakes, Fire, Fire Red and Leaf Green, I was still a child when those came out, so it's weird now as an adult, we like, I was in high school when these games came out, and now, I don't know what to do, I think... Yeah, I think that, and I think Black and White came out because I think I was in college and 
that's when Black 2 and White 2 came out. I think the 3DS era, I never really, I couldn't really do much. I was, wasn't really playing Pokemon games in college. Uh, anyways, though, DS era Pokemon games, Pokemon Platinum, one of my favorite games. Heart Gold, Soul Silver is my one of my favorite games. Streaming Heart Gold, a randomizer Nuzlocke on Twitch, so you better go check that out. Anyways, though, <laughs> they released, I, I'm going on a ring here, they released Pokemon Legends Arceus on the Switch. So it's basically the idea of those Diamond Pearl Platinum games, but they were that they were in like a more ancient time in that region when that, those games took place and so you're like, "Oh, this is this location when I played that game on like in like 2D, but now I'm in 3D and stuff like that." So Legends Arceus probably in regards to Pokémon, I I would say even probably my favorite games. It's like it was so much fun to play Legends Arceus and uh that's when I was like, I'm streaming on Facebook, and now I realize that was a dumb idea. Uh, I admit it, for those of you who wanted to know why I streamed on Facebook for a minute, it was a dumb idea. I was, it was like, I got a lot more, I got a, more viewers, but less interaction, and now I'm, I'm doing a little bit better. I'm back on Twitch. Um, anyways, the Legends Arceus was such a fun game, and like, I'm, I'm thinking about like replaying it, but it's also like, I'm kind of burnt out on the Sinnoh Pokemon games. This is the whole story. Anyways, though... Uh, what? Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is one of my favorite Switch games. Uh, I love this. I think the Switch has just been one of my favorite consoles of all time. And I n understand how bad it is. And it's like, why would I play Fortnite on my Switch when I can play it on my Xbox? And then why would I play Fall Guys on my Switch when I can play it on my Xbox? It's that thing. Um, so, yeah, I understand, but I love the Switch. I love Pokemon Legends Arceus, so... When I heard Pokemon the Arceus Chronicles, I was expecting like a whole, you know, a whole anime thing where Ash and whatever crew he's currently with, I think he's with Go, and I saw Dawn in the in the previews. And, like I thought they were gonna go back in time to like the Legends Arceus era and like do the game, but in like the anime. And I was highly mistaken. That's not that's not how it went at all. And uh as, you know, an anime interpretation of one of my favorite games, um, you know, I was there. Uh, thought it'd be similar to the game. It was definitely not. So, if you, if you play the original Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, you know, the if you follow the storyline, you know, in cutscenes and shit like that, like, you could have played it on the DS, and I know some people may be listening and didn't play the remake, you know. You obviously know they went to, there's a, in the Sinnoh region where this is taking place, there's a giant mountain where everything kind of takes place. On top of that mountain, there's called Spear Pillar, and that's where plot happens in, in these games. Uh, that's where, like, Cyrus summons, uh, depending on what game you're playing, either Dialga, Palkia, or Giratina. Platinum, he summons Giratina, and it makes the most sense. Uh, if you want a good Sinnoh experience, normal play a ROM of Platinum, but Legends Arceus is also a lot of fun. So, you know... And Cyrus's whole goal to summon these giant monsters is to create a new universe. Uh, but in the anime, and I think it's also in the games too, he ends up going into this distortion world or this other dimension, yada, yada, yada. That's what happens in those games uh, if you're not necessarily caring about the plots or whatever. Uh, so Team Galactic still exists in this world, and this is supposed to take place in this anime universe. It still is supposed to take place in the same universe. The Team Galactic is still around, the evil team of the game, and they're trying to get Cyrus out of whatever realm he's in, whatever, so they catch a Heatran, and they make it use this fire move too much, and then it becomes a monster, a uh, giant fire monster, and Ash and the gang have to take care of it. 
if you watch the original anime, Brock makes a comeback. Uh, different voice actor, so it wasn't as good. The original voice actor for Brock, perfect. He was perfect, perfect, perfect. And I understand how, you know, these things work, and you probably couldn't get the original voice actor to come back. But they got someone who was close, but it just wasn't the same. And uh, if you knew anything about Brock, is like he wanted to fuck every woman he came in contact with, except Misty and Dawn. Like, he knew, he knew who the mommies were. And underage women are not mommies, that's, that's for sure. Uh, and I was, like, waiting because Cynthia was in this game. And if you don't know who Cynthia is, Cynthia, you you just see her and you're like, hey, mommy. You know, you just call her mommy automatically. She's just that hot. My dream, if my, you know, if you, my fantasies could be realistic, I want Brie Larson to dress up like Cynthia from Pokemon. And... Uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be the best day of my fucking life ever. Brie Larson dressing up like Cynthia from Pokemon, that is, that would be the best day of my life. Uh, but anyways, though, uh, everyone simps for Cynthia. Uh, I mean, I simp for Cynthia. I, I posted on Instagram, and be like, if you look like this, DM me. I was like, you know, fuck you. if you look like Cynthia, DM me. That's also a call to anyone listening to this podcast. Anyways, uh, she's in it, because she's a big, she was the, she's the, uh, uh, Elite Four champion of the Central Region, and so it's like weird. And uh, yeah, Brock only simps for her once. He's like, "Oh, Cynthia, will you marry me?" I'm like, "How did you not do that the moment you saw her, Brock?" Like, I guess I guess he's on self control. I guess because he's now like a Pokemon doctor slash breeder slash uh, former gym leader. That's what that's what Brock is now. And he's like, "How if I saw Cynthia, I'd be like, hey, Cynthia, are you single? Will you marry me?" Um. Well, in like in like the very last seconds of this special, they showed like footage that would have been from a special that could have been Legends Arceus, and they didn't. And so uh, I didn't hate this special, but I feel like I was blue balled. Uh, I've been saying that a lot more lately. Uh, for the for the women out there, the guys know what blue balled mean. If I say I'm blue balled, for the women out there, blue balls are real. It's not a, but you shouldn't feel obligated to have sex with a man if he says that. Uh, I have blue balls. Don't, don't not give me a blowjob. I'll have blue balls. I'm like, it hurts. It does hurt. It, it hurts and they suck. But I feel like women shouldn't be obligated to do that. You know, it, it's that weird, you know, there's a weird line with dating where it's like, oh, hey, we're going to go to a restaurant. We're going to have a nice meal. I'm taking you on a date. It's going to be nice. Uh, and then the woman's like, this guy's going to pay for my meal. Uh, should I get just like a normal food item or should I get the most expensive item on the menu? And then, like, when you get the most expensive item on the menu, women, I'm telling you, if you're thinking like that, you're like, you get the most expensive item on the menu, and you're like, I'm not going to have sex with this guy. Look, if you're like, I don't want to have, I don't want to feel obligated to have sex with a guy, don't get the most expensive thing on the menu. That's what I'm just saying. I don't think women are, like, I don't think there's any reason why men, men should pay for dinner and be like, I'm expecting sex now. But also, at the same time, women, you should also, I think women should think that way. But guys shouldn't think that way. Maybe if that makes sense. Anyways, though, uh, the new special, I liked it, but also I was expecting something way different. Uh, that's a true story, and that's something I will stick with. Okay. Okay, we have to talk about this. This has been, like, flooding my TikTok, flooding my Instagram, flooding my life altogether. And I'm so happy... 
For the first time, Cancel Sweezy is on top of a trend. They, they looked at the trend the moment they can't, it came out, and we're going to talk about it in a promptly manner and release content in a promptly manner talking about said content. Said content is uh, from Netflix, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know, go on Netflix, just type in Dahmer, you're going to find it. You're going to find it. This is, it's in the top ten right now on Netflix. It's, I can't imagine when the episode releases and the highlight releases, it's not going to still be in the top ten. It's that good. I watched all of it. I binged it. It's sad when you get to a life where you're like, I can't finish writing this song right now. I have to watch television for my job. You know, that's the two jobs I have right now. Anyways, though. Um, so anyways, uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer story monster or whatever it's called. I, I always just, I thought it was called Dahmer. I thought it was called monster. The Jeffrey Dahmer story. I don't know. Anyways, though, it's something Dahmer on Netflix. You'll find it. If you just type in Dahmer on Netflix, you'll find it. You, I'm, don't, don't fret over that. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. It's a, basically just a Netflix miniseries. It's, uh, and Evan Peters plays Jeffrey Dahmer. And I gotta tell you, Evan Peters, no, no, you know, from my Nickelodeon days, meaning not, like, I was not on Nickelodeon. My parents wanted me to do sports. They didn't want me to be a child actor. If I was a child actor, I think I'd probably enjoy my life a little bit more. Or I'd be drinking, actually, I think I'd be drinking the same amount. You know, my parents wanted me to do sports, I'm drinking a lot. My parents wanted me to be a child actor, I'm drinking a lot. I think, you know, I wish they would have gone down that path. Um, anyways, though, Evan Peters was like a child actor. He was... Uh, the kid on The Office, uh, Michael's nephew on The Office, where he spanked, if you don't know who Evan Peters is. He was Quicksilver in the X-Men universe, but not in the Marvel universe, unless you count WandaVision, where he made a cameo and all that stuff. And he, okay, this is a quick side part, but, okay, so in WandaVision, Evan Peters played Pietro, or Fietro, Fietro, or fake Pietro, uh, as, uh, I guess, uh, uh Ag... Agnes, no, it wasn't Agnes, uh, Agatha Harkness, uh, she, she made, like, him under his control or whatever, so, like, that, and then, uh, Monica Rambeau figured out his real name was Ralph Boner, and he was an actor, but, however, they were still in the hex, so that still could have been Quicksilver, because I don't think Agatha has the ability to give someone super speed, that's the thing, I still think he should be the Quicksilver back, Basically, randomly, the Quicksilver in the uh, in the Marvel universe because uh, Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson, I liked him, but like he's ruining his career joining a Sony project. So you know. Um. Anyways, though, but no, Evan Peters was great as Jeffrey Dahmer, and uh, he he got it. You know, Aaron, you know Evan Evan Peters. He's just a fucking class act, and he you know he's the guy who was like. All right, I'm gonna play Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna play Jeffrey Dahmer because you're like I'm gonna be Jeffrey Dahmer. You're gonna be fucking Jared Leto and fucking send people rats in the mail. But like he got. If you listen to interviews of Jeffrey Dahmer and listen to Evan Peters like talking like him, it's identical. And I only have to say, as from one entertainment to another, I'm like that. That is so. That is fucked. He nailed the part. You know, and people were like, you know, Ross Lynch played him in My Friend Dahmer. I'm like, well, Ross Lynch played teenage Jeffrey Dahmer. And he played teenage Jeffrey Dahmer well. 
uh, because like teenage Jeffrey Dahmer never killed any, didn't kill anyone yet. He was just a weird kid, but he wasn't hated by the unpopular kids. He was just like weird, and they like he's like, hey Jeff, do this weird thing. Jeff's like, okay, and he would do it, and like they didn't hate him, but they were also like, I'm not gonna die for this guy. You know, it's just shit like that. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's a weird, it's just a weird character to be like, you know, John McGay, he's like, he enjoyed killing people. Uh, was it, uh, uh, was it Ted Bundy? He, he, the only way he could get off sexually is by, uh, by like killing a woman and raping her. That's rough, buddy. Uh, you know, so like that, Jeffrey Dahmer is a, he's just a different character and I'm not saying he's a good guy, but I'm saying he, he's interesting to me. Um... First of all, I want to tell anyone out here who wants to rebel, <laughs> because apparently, like, there's copycat killers out there, and I have to talk, I have to be a responsible adult. Uh, if apparently, if you, actually, this is not, that's not a good thing to say. Why did I write this in my notes? Uh, if you're going to kill people and eat their body parts, don't do it in an apartment building. You got to have a farm. And at that point, it's like, how do you lure people to your farm? Yeah, I know, it's weird. Um, and uh, how do I do that? You would ask Shweezy. I don't fucking know how to tell you to do that. Uh, that's that's crazy. And he experimented on their bodies and then body disposing. You got to do it in a secondary location from where you live. That's why I think living in the country would make this easy. Because, like, you, ha you live in your home in the city. And then you take the bodies to this n nowhere area that no one does it. And he does his shit with it. That's why I think got him in. Um... And no, I've watched a lot of documentaries on Jeffrey uh, uh, Dahmer, and I can't tell you, I think he's a good guy. But it's also, it's hard to not feel bad for him, in my opinion. What I think he did was horrible. And I'm like, Jesus, dude, you, you like, killed people, you're like, hmm, I wonder what they taste like, and shit like that. And, like, that, that's so fucking wrong. But also you realize his, like, parents fought all the time, and, like, his, you know, there was shit like that. Uh, he was gay, and being gay back then, you had to be very secretive about being gay back then. So he struggled with that. Uh, and what else? You know, I'm like, and you know, he was depressed. He was he was very much an alcoholic, and I really think like he knew what he was doing was bad. But when he was drunk, he was like, I'll fucking do it. And he was pretty much fucking drunk the entire time he was doing this shit, and it was not good. But part of me is like, ugh. And like you know, in the in in this in this like mini series, they were like, Jeff, we could we could treat you like Ed Gaines and like say that like you're just insane. And Jeff was like, I'm not insane. I knew what I was doing. And you know, she like, I'm like, Jesus, Jeff. Um, but he was also like drunk the entire time. And like you know, Jeff uh, Jeffrey, he was like, uh, once they put him on Prozac, uh, and at least in the documentary, they said he put on Prozac, he couldn't announce any other pill uh, that he ended up being a lot better than he actually was from that, you know. It was like, uh, the Prozac really helped him, because he probably just had a lot of mental issues, and Prozac really helped him. And he had to, like, self-medicate with alcohol, so that, that shit wasn't really good. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, no. The, overall, though, this documentary did actually really... Uh, I would actually say this documentary did a really great job of not glamorizing Jeffrey Epstein. Because I watched... Uh, uh, the Ted Bundy, it was, uh, you know, miniseries or movie or whatever that starred Zac Efron playing Ted Bundy. And I thought Zac Efron 
he played a really good Ted Bundy. I think it was more on the production side of it, uh, because the production side of it really glamorized Ted Bundy. And it, it is, uh, as I would say... What? Why did the laugh hit, too? Um, what I would say, though, with Ted Bundy, that you have to understand that he was somewhat of an attractive man, and that really helped him in his sexual ideas of uh, killing women to fuck with them, you know? Like, that was what he was wanting to do. And so, like, his actual good looks really did help him. And so Zac Efron, he's a, he's a great-looking guy, uh, once his Botox actually settles in, uh, if you know, you know. He, like, he, he's generally a good-looking guy, and so him playing uh, Ted Bundy, I don't think that was a problem, because he's a good actor, uh, he looks good, like, that's what Ted Bundy was. He was brought more of a problem with production doing that. Uh, they definitely did not do that with uh, this Netflix series. Uh, they made sure that Jeff looked bad, and they really did make they really made a focus on like his neighbor. What was the neighbor's name? I wrote that down. Um, neighbor's name. Uh, I, I swore I wrote that down. Cleveland something like you know, that. Uh, with Cleveland, um, Cleveland's the name. I know that. Uh, but like. That was his neighbor, and she, like, really, she was, like, bitching to the police the entire time. Like, hey, this fucking place smells like, sh like, rotting corpses. You need to go check this fucking shit out. Like, oh, whatever. Sounds like you're black. And shit like that. I'm like, dude, for real. <laughs> for real. Um, so like that. So, yeah, it was very interesting. They'd go back that. Uh, like, even then, I would say, like, the last two episodes of this series, like, because the eighth, because ten episodes, the eighth episode, Jeffrey Dahmer, he goes to prison. And, like, usually most series ends with, like, them going to prison or whatever. This one does two more episodes like that, like, Jeffrey going to prison. And, and it didn't feature Jeff Dahmer at all. It featured, like, him being in prison, being weird, and then coming to Jesus, and then him dying in prison. That was the last two episodes, uh, everything else with that was, like, the victims' families and stuff like that, so, that was kind of cool, um, yeah, but th those episodes kind of dragged out, so it was kind of hard reaching the ending of this, uh, whatever, uh, I do, um, so here's two things that I thought were funny watching it, I thought it was just, just kind of made me giggle a little bit, you know, and, and I obviously understand the context, isn't, like, that good, but, uh, we're still gonna talk about it, because, um, you've, you clicked on my dumb fucking face. Uh, okay, so there's a scene in the series. Teenage Jeffrey Dahmer, he's just jerking off in his room. Now, if you're, if you're for the men listening here, uh, men, boys, whatever you want to identify as, uh, you know that you're, when I say, uh, when you were a teenage boy, you're probably jerking off in your room. You know, you gotta, you gotta release the demons. You know, the demons, a.k.a. your cum. Uh, but, like, his parents were arguing, so he, like, stopped mid, uh, mid-jerking off. I don't know if he came yet. I, I didn't really think about that. Uh, but he went out and saw his parents fighting and whatever. He's like, Jeff, leave the room. You're not, shouldn't be involved in this or whatever. And I thought Jeffrey Dahmer was gonna be like, hey, I'm trying to jerk off here. Can you guys shut the fuck up? That's what I would do, because his mom was a bitch. Jeffrey Dahmer's mom was a bitch. 
Uh, and I'm not saying his dad was perfect either. Like, Lionel Dahmer, I think he always intended to do the best he could. But he was like, hey, son, let's diagnose roadkill. Uh, and that did not help him at all. Uh, so parents don't diagnose roadkill with your kids. Um, there's a reason they don't diagnose animals in school anymore. Uh, I When I was in school, I, we didn't never diagnose an animal. Um, maybe because I was like, I'm not very good at science, so because fucking I had severe anxiety and I couldn't focus on anything. And uh, I was like, I'm going to take the easy science class, and we never diagnosed an animal. That's for sure. Uh, but then, okay, so that's leading into this scene. Uh, we're like this class that Jeffrey Dahmer's in. This is Jeffrey Dahmer High School. And like he's, they're like, all right, class, today we're going to be di- be fucking tearing open a pig, cutting it open and dissecting it. And like Jeffrey Dahmer's lab partner was like, I'm a vegetarian. I don't feel comfortable doing this. I don't want to do this. It's against my beliefs. Uh, which now everyone's like, well, I guess it's religious beliefs, so I guess don't do it or whatever. Or uh, when I was in when I was in high school, like we had a religion, you know, we had we talked we talked about evolution, and the teachers were the teacher I had. I, she's great, and uh, I know her. I still remember her name. Uh, that's a good sign of a good teacher. She was like, look, I know some of you don't believe this. You don't have to believe this. I don't care your specific religious beliefs. But if you don't want to be, if you, I'm just teaching it. I'm teaching you what it is. You don't have to believe what I'm telling you. It's just a class. It's kind of like math. Like, you could learn math. Like, you don't have to believe it, but you still have to pass the class, you know? You have to believe shit. Uh, She was a vegetarian, though. She didn't want to diagnose a pig. And (laughs) I don't know. I can't guarantee this actually happened. But Jeffrey Dahmer's like, shut the fuck up, Denise. I want to do this. Because he wanted to open the fuck. And then I'm like, Jesus, this is this scene doesn't need to exist because I think the whole point of it was uh, Jeffrey Dahmer wanted to take home a pig to do work on his own. He's like, the teacher's like, you know, I've been teaching over 20 years. I don't think any students ever asked that. I'm like, you know, this should have been a fucking warning sign for you when a fucking kid wants to fucking take a pig home to diagnose it. These were pigs. They weren't frogs. I mean, like, frogs don't matter. I mean, unless unless it's in Pokemon. In the real world, frogs don't matter. And so, uh, yeah, those were two scenes I thought were really funny. I do want to talk, though, I'm going to end it with this. I want to talk about what the show got wrong. And surprisingly enough, uh, they did not get a lot of things wrong. Uh, Usually in like a dramatization of a series, you're like, they're going to probably get some things wrong. Uh, And this show did. But, like, you'd be surprised of, like, the very weird details they got wrong. Uh, so, like, you know, when we talk about, if you talk about the Elvis movie, which I think we do have a highlight of that if you want to watch it, uh, that, like, the big thing with the Elvis documentary is that uh, there was the his comeback special. That entire thing was just, un, did not happen. Uh, it was way different from what actually happened. But this one, like, they really stuck to a lot of details there are very small details they didn't get, and maybe it was scenes that were recording, cut for time. But I really want to go over those real quick and see, like, what did this show actually not get right? Or, like, the misinformation. Because I think it's really good to talk about that when you watch, like, a like a miniseries or whatever that's based off true events. Like, you, you really need to know that shit. Um, so here's what they got wrong. 
Uh, detective Patrick Kennedy, uh, he played a way bigger role in this. Like, basically, he was the detective that went into Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment Actually, you know, he allowed them in. Uh, he basically was the one who discovered the fucking severed head in his fridge or freezer. Freezer, I think I wrote. I wrote freezer down, but it could have been the fridge. Um, documentary really didn't show a ton of that uh, about, like, what they found in his apartment. Like, they, you know, it was implied what was found, but, like, they didn't show the basic reactions of this of uh, Detective uh, Patrick Kennedy. Uh, I just recently watched like a couple TikToks of a woman from Milwaukee who said she took a class about like murderers and for like two and a half weeks or whatever, they had Patrick uh, Kennedy come in and like talk to him about the Dahmer case. And like he showed all the pictures that like, cause Dahmer took pictures of everything he did uh, and was very precise and remembered every fucking shit thing he did. And he showed the pictures that had not been published to the public and it's pretty fucking graphic. And he's like, and that that woman was like, you know, you'd think I'd be terrified of like, you know, like someone like Ted Bundy who like murders women and rapes them and she kills them, you know, and shit like that. But uh, after seeing this class, Ted Bundy really scared the fucking shit out of me. So they really could have showed this detective because this detective Patrick Kennedy, like he was a really good guy. Uh, he even said good things about the cops uh, that let the the fourteen year old boy back with Dahmer. Uh, which we're going to get to in a moment, but, like, actually, yeah, I'll get to in a moment, but, uh, but yeah, he said good things about it, which, more or less, it's co-workers saying nice thing about co-workers, you know, uh, but, yeah, no, he did a lot more, in, like, he, he was the one who found all, who really looked into all that shit in Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment, and, uh, it had to be pretty gross. Uh, since, Synthesomophone scene. Uh, okay, that was the scene. Okay, now I don't want to get into this. That was the 14-year-old kid. Synthesomophone. He was... That was the scene where... Uh, and this is just basic knowledge if you know anything about Jeffrey Epstein. Not Jeffrey Epstein. I keep saying Jeffrey... I think I've been thinking Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, that there was a 14-year-old kid. Basically what happened is Dahmer convinced him to go back to his apartment after offering him alcohol or whatever. 14-year-old kid. Uh, and then the kid was drugged and probably a little drunk too. He went out, na- he was naked on the street. He ran out of the apartment naked on the street, whatever. Two women, uh, I think it was one was Jeffrey's neighbor whose last name was Cleveland. I, Glenda Cleveland. There we go. I found it. I found where I found it. My notes. Uh, like her daughter and another person like called the cops and be like, hey, there's something going on with this kid. I'm like something's not good. Uh, and the cops were there trying to do something. And Jeffrey Dahmer comes down from the apartment. He's like, hey, this is my boyfriend. He's 19 years old. Not really. He was 14 years old. And he uh, he's just really drunk. He had a drinking problem. I'm sober. Uh, I'm going to take him back up to my apartment. I'm really sorry that you had to get involved. And so the police took him back up to his apartment. And uh, the police were like, ooh, his apartment smells really bad. Uh, and then, like, literally, I think the testimonies of, like, Glenda Cleveland, like, he, like, literally killed that boy seconds later after that cop, like, got away. The cops left, like, seconds. I'm like, why am I laughing? This is not funny. This is not funny shit. Cops are fucking, these cops are fucking shitty because I guess in, like, you know, they lost their jobs and, like, you let a 14-year-old go to a murderer and they're like, we're gonna talk to our union reps and then Somehow cops are able to get unions, but, like, Starbuck workers aren't. Like, how do we allow that shit? 
Um, uh, apparently, they didn't mention he raped people in the army, at least two people in the army. Uh, so that's something. Uh, oh, yeah, and the, um, also forgot about this with the, the 14-year-old kid. Uh, the women who were complaining about it, like, they were young, and the cops were like, why aren't you fucking doing anything? And the cops were like, I'm going to arrest you women for making a play and doing her job harder. Where fuck, fuck cops. Like, literally, the cops were like, this guy's just going to kill people. And we're like, oh, he's white, so we're not going to care until we find anything. Um, also, when Dahmer lived with his grandma, uh, the bedroom was in the basement, not in, like, an upstairs bedroom. And it had a separate entrance. That's, uh, and if you know, in his grandma's place, he killed at least three people. So... Uh, that's where, um, it was a separate entrance. It wasn't in an upstairs bedroom. Uh, when he worked at the plasma bank, uh, the blood was in a vial. Not in a plasma, not in, like, a bag. There's that. And, uh, it said Dahmer was attacked for, oh, so when he was murdered in prison, uh, they showed in the documentary Jesse Anderson, basically the guy, uh, killed his wife and then stabbed himself, but, like, enough to live, and he blamed two black men, and then detectives went on the case, and they're like, two black men didn't kill this woman, uh, the husband did. And so basically he was in prison. So this crazy-ass black dude, he was a black, I don't know, I can't remember his name. We shouldn't remember his name. He killed, just in the in the show, he killed Jesse Anderson first, and then killed Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, but in reality, he killed Jeffrey Dahmer first, and then this other guy. Um, so that's what they got wrong, but yeah, no. If you haven't watched... Uh, the Dahmer series on Netflix, you should, uh, especially if you're into, like, true crime, it's really good, uh, and for once, I think, with, like, a dramatization of a murder series, they got this, they got making sure that the, the actual person, the murderer, was not glamorized, so, I think that was really cool. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones. Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description. 
of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free, and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button, and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself, and Honey literally saved me 60% on a, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, it's time for Ask Shweezy, the part of the podcast. Podcast. Did I say podcast? Podcast. Where I answer questions, give life advice, give relationship advice. Uh, am I qualified for it? Um, what? That's the answer I'm going to give you there. Uh, anyways, though, let's get right into it. I just want to like see the problems that people are having because uh, it makes me feel better about my own life. That's a little life. That's a little life lesson for all of you. Um, what feels better, scratching your balls after a long day of work or having your balls sucked slash licked by your partner? That's rough, buddy. So, this is clearly a question by a woman who just wants to understand man better. There's so much, so, so much I could say right now about this. And, uh, you know, part of me wants to be an asshole, but, like, also at the same time, I'm trying to also uh, give actual advice, you know? You know, even if it's bad advice, I want to give it... Does it feel better to scratch your balls after a long day of work or to get your dick sucked? Congratulations, you played yourself. Okay, so the thing about scratching your balls, about men who scratch their balls, who do the pull and tug and, you know, all the different types of ways we have to scratch our balls. Scratching our balls isn't like a end-of-the-day comfort type of thing uh the the thing is it's like our balls itch and we need to itch them and when you're an adult you have to realize that like hey i can't just be like actually being super public about me i'm scratching my balls right now everyone take a look so it's it was really funny i think i remember a couple years back i was with a friend who was a woman that i wasn't dating, and, and you're like, would you date her? I'm like, fuck no, gross. Um, it's just a friend. Uh, you know, that's how you know, that's like, you know, I, I, there's so many questions like, can you be platonic friends with the opposite sex? I'm like, yes, but there has to be no sexual energy at all. That has to be the rule. Both ends have to have no sexual energy. Easy for women, hard for men. And for me, this woman, I was like, yeah. And she saw someone, we were in... I don't think it was a mall, but it was some, I don't know, it was like a, it was the type of place, I think they had like a bowling alley, they had like this trampoline where you can put straps on and jump really high, no, that was the day I got my nose pierced, uh, if you can't see it in the video, uh, but yeah, it was the same day, and it was like, they had like a bowling alley or whatever, and they had a bar, and I got like a pitcher of beer for everyone, and shit like that, um, but anyways, my friend, she saw a guy who was doing a the hand-in-the-pocket scratching-the-balls maneuver. 
And she's like, that guy's scratching his balls. I'm like, I had to tell her, I'm like, look, men have many different ways of scratching their balls because uh, our balls itch. And we don't always get the proper, uh, we're not always in the proper environment of like being able to scratch our balls when we want to. So here's the thing for whoever asked this question or for anyone else answering, you know, for the women. This has to be like a woman's question asking here because there's no way a man is asking this question of like what's better scratching your balls after a long day of work or getting a blowjob scratching your balls is a necessity because you have to if your balls itch you have to get them scratched like you have to scratch them i don't know why but you just gotta scratch them i thought i had jock itch for the longest time turns out my balls just itch or whatever uh, and my balls don't, it's like a normal amount of time. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to even express on this podcast. Um, but because like, I, I know when I said what feels better scratching your balls after a long day of work or getting your penis sucked, uh, getting your penis sucked feels a lot better. That's just a hundred percent feel good energy right there. Scratching your balls is just like giving yourself relief from something. Uh, imagine your arm itches, um, and imagine your private parts getting licked. Which one do you, would you prefer? And if you say my arm itching, my arm, you're probably asexual. Uh, don't actually take my advice on that. I'd actually don't know what to tell you on that. Uh, but anyways, though, long winded question answered. This is not a good comparison. Uh, getting your balls sucked. Getting your balls sucked. Uh, my, wait, oh no, you said balls. You didn't say penis. Uh, I'd rather put my balls in your jaws. Can I put my balls in your jaws? Your jaws. Balls in your jaws. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? 22-year-old female and confused if I'm a virgin or not. Uh, what? I've done oral but never penetration. What does that make me? I feel embarrassed of the idea of still being a virgin. Can I say that I lost in when that happens? When that happened? Okay, so you're a 22-year-old woman. You didn't have to say female as my... Or as I almost said, our friend Ben Shapiro would say, I'm like, he's not our friend. I don't, I'm not friends with that guy. I don't want to be friends with that guy. I don't, I don't want to associate myself. Because I, you know, off topic, but like me and Ben Shapiro, like there's no way. Because I, I've said this before, but if me and Donald Trump hung out, politics aside, he'd really like me. I know he'd love me. Uh, politics aside. Politics aside, Ben Shapiro, he would not like me. He would probably think I'm too too much of a wild card. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being Ben Shapiro's wild card. Um, now, okay, so here's the question here. Um, to dumb it down for you. You gave, some, gave a man a blowjob, but you've never had penetrative sex. Are you a virgin? So, it's a, it's a very interesting question, and I think it actually does think... It does need to be described as so. Um, the idea of virginity, like, I, I don't know, if, you, if you've listened to the show before, if not, I'm, uh, I'm going to explain something that the people who've listened to the show before. I think the idea of losing your virginity, that whole construct, 
uh, is kind of fucking stupid because it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, but anyways, though, going with the technical aspects of it, I think when people say, am I a virgin because I've only given a guy a blowjob, but I've never had penetration. I think if we're going technical, I would, I, most, most of the time I would say you're probably technically a virgin. Technically a virgin, I think, if you're going to go on that. Like, because even then, though, it's hard to say that, like, you're a virgin. Um, and it's hard to say because you gave someone a blowjob. And, and you're like, okay, is that your still a virgin? And then you hear about these Mormons doing the whole soaking type of situation. And you're like, technically, they did penetration, but are they virgins? And it's so weird because how would I do that? You know, I think I'm thinking. I want to say at the end of the day, uh, you give a blowjob to someone, but you haven't had vaginal. You haven't had a guy stick his dick in you. So um, I feel. Part of me feels like say whatever you're comfortable with, and move on from there. Because I really think about. I really hate the idea of like losing your virginity. I think it's a stupid concept, and I think that it makes putting your virginity and your sex and, like, having sex on, like, a pedestal and making it, like, an idol for you. That's the old Christian. That's, like, the old Christian me trying to reform, like, because it was, like, keeping your virginity makes you a pure person. And I'm like, fuck that. Fuck that shit. So I feel like, you know, uh, do you want to consider yourself a virgin or not? Um, I would say, I've never, if I was you, I would say, I've never actually had penetrative sex but I did give a guy a blowjob. So, that, I, yeah, I guess we're still recording. Uh, my battery was like, it's low. Okay, actually, that's probably a bad sign. Uh, anyways, though, we can, we can keep continuing. I think we'll be fine. How do I get rid of this nice guy mentality? I was browsing Reddit, and I came across a r slash nice guys post that stuck with me. The post itself wasn't the issue. It was the replies to a reply that made me realize that I was that person. Talk about a guy who sees someone because becomes infatuated with the idea of them and builds all these fake emotions, ideas, etc. until reality hits them and they lash out. Word for word, I have fully acknowledged that I am guilty of this crime. I never thought I'd be the type of person, but maybe that's also what leads me down the type of path. I'll give myself some credit. I've dissected the situation and others before and take them as learning experiences, but I sincerely need advice on how to prevent my ego from doing this again. Okay. So you have a nice guy mentality. Um, I mean, I consider myself a hopeless romantic, and that's, mm, and that's very much a harm of television and movies that has done that to me. We're like... Hey, if I do this for a woman, she'll fall in love with me. And it's like, uh, relationships are more complicated than that. And so, uh, one thing I want to say to you, uh, here is you're, you're considering like love at first sight. I think I talked about this last week a little bit, but I think the idea of love at first sight is a little bit of bullshit. Cause you're like, I saw someone, I fell in love with them. We have to get married. We're perfect for each other. And it's like, relationships don't work that fucking way. It's like, relationships are hard work. Like, you, you talk to people who are, you, like, you talk to your friends who are in, like, good marriages and good relationships and shit like that, and they're like, how do you guys make it work? And you're like, well, 
I fucking hate him and he fucking hates me, but we also kind of like each other at the same time. And it's, it's like a weird yin-yang experience from there. So realizing that, and also I feel like sometimes like someone could be in like the nice guy mentality and has had a couple of really good relationships that just kind of didn't really end very well. And you're like, okay, now no, I'm expecting perfection because you date, you know, like we're all dating people and shit like that. And we're like, we're expecting perfection. And like, you can't expect perfection out of an actual human being. Uh, you know, like I said, the Japanese write really, women really well, but God doesn't. And it kind of annoys me about God that he does not write women very well. Uh, but the Japanese can write women really well. Maybe God should take advice from the Japanese and write women very well. But then also, like, they're going to be too young for me. Anyways, though, that's, that's off topic. Um... So, like, you're wondering how to lose the nice guy mentality. So, let me tell you that. So, obviously, the best advice I could probably give you is expect women to not be as perfect as you think they are. Because the idea of love at first sight is fucking nonsense. And uh, women aren't perfect. No person is perfect. You should never expect any person to be perfect. Especially in dating. You should expect them to have flaws and expect them to probably have one or two different things about them that you probably don't like, and you should realize, like, I need to get over that and continue and see if I like them or not. Because you're expecting a perfect person. Uh, you're probably not a quality person to begin with, and you're not going to actually uh, get that that specific person. That's rough, buddy. Uh, and stuff like that. So, um, nice guy mentality. Remember that you're probably not as qual as much of a quality person as you think you are, and you shouldn't be expecting a person that is as quality as you think you are. That's one thing. Uh, remember that everyone has baggage, and the my general philosophy is I you just have to hope they have baggage. Or not baggage, but like wheels with their baggage. So like their baggage has wheels, and you have to hope that as well. So... Uh, you have to, you know, because, like, that's the idea of, like, love at first sight. Like, this person's perfect, and then you realize they're not perfect, and you're like, oh, my God. Or they don't like you because you're not perfect. It's it's all all of those situations. Realize that everyone's not perfect. Realize that uh, you're never going to date the ideal person that you want uh, because that's just nonsense. And uh, realize that there's someone out there for you who's not going to be everything you want them to be. But they're everything they need to be for you. And uh, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Are socialists opposed to people doing well in life? Okay. Uh, so the, I guess the idea of socialists, which I guess if you're in the United States, I guess you're talking about democratic socialists, which is completely different from full-blown socialism. Uh, I guess what you're talking about when you're talking about socialists is that I guess they want free health care. I think everyone should deserve free health care. Uh, and, you know, and a lot of people are like, socialists just think they everything should be free to them. And then, in my mind, when I'm like, you want free health care? Who's going to... Uh, this is a conversation I had with a very, very old aunt. And she's like, free health care? Who's going to pay for that? I'm like, we pay taxes. We pay a lot of money in taxes, and it goes towards military spending, and we're not really in a war right now. 
it, it's we're spending an absurd money uh, for our military defense. And if you not notice anything about our military is if you understand the was what's the uh, operation. God damn it. Uh, look, there's a lot of military charities that you could be supporting right now. And the fact that there has to be military charities is nonsense to me because I I'm totally against anything war related, but I also want to really support any of our troops, especially anyone, any of them who had to face in combat. I would rather, if we're going to do military spending, I would rather have it go to that operation reconnect. That's the one, uh, I have not played an operation reconnect. I played an operation reconnect gig in 2016. I've not played one since I am overdue to play pay one that I'm going to break even on. That's the, that's a hard thing to say right now on a podcast. You're like, I just want to break even on it. You're like, fucking you're not going to do it for free. I'm like, breaking even is basically doing it for free. So shut the fuck up. Um, anyways, you know, like I'm saying, anyways, back to social. Uh, basically, any idea about our, our country, America, for the Americans out there that were like, do you, do you like socialism? Like, actual socialism? And... The kind that a lot of countries do implement very well, Canada specifically. Uh, yeah, we could be really well. It's basically, basically the idea of socialism in my mind is, oh, hey, when I pay taxes, the idea is that it's not just like I'm wasting my money giving money to the government. It's actually like, oh, hey, I'm paying taxes and that money's going. So when I go to the doctor... I don't have to be like, give me the experimental shit that's free. It's like, hey, fix me, and they'll fix you. It's stuff like that. And, you know, it's and people are, like, so obsessed with that. And, I, I mean, I, healthcare is my biggest thing when I think about it. It's just socialism, the idea is basically when your taxes go towards helping other people, where it's like, oh, you know how we have firefighters, um, you know, who put out fires? Yeah, that's socialism, and you know the you know the very rare, very rare limited times the cops do something good. That's socialism. So, yeah, that's 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 socialism. Uh, I like that. <sighs> do you like living in the United States? It's very. That's very. That's a very interesting question, because I I. I mean, I work in the entertainment industry, and if any of you know about the entertainment industry, you know uh, the majority of it is in the United States. So that fact, indeed, when I hear, like, do you like living in the United States? And the fact that I can work and make a living working in the entertainment industry, I love that. I love that idea that I can work in the entertainment, like, work doing entertainment, whether it's music, whether it's me yelling into a microphone, posting it on the internet, stuff like that. I love that idea. That's entertainment, and I work in that industry, and I love the United States for that. Uh, the problem comes, like, do you like living in the United States? It comes to, um, the, the big problems I would say comes to um, how we do elections, because we, we have states, the United States of America, where... Uh, 
and how our voting, at least for the president, I want to talk about how we vote for a president, is an electoral college where, so say I, you know, when I was in Tennessee, I say I vote in Tennessee, uh, and it'll say one candidate got, and this is, I'm going to just make generalizations, this is not a real uh, accusation, uh, the candidate I voted for, uh, the Democrat, uh, they voted, they got 7 million votes, but the, what was it, the Republican candidate, they got 7 million votes, they got, and the other opponent candidate got 7 million and 1 votes. That means the Electoral College gave uh, the Republican candidate so many votes, but the Democratic, the Repo- Democratic candidate can get anything. The electoral, electoral College is nonsense, because basically, if you live in a red state, and you vote Republican, your vote literally doesn't matter, and it's so annoying for that. But then you live in, like, swing states like Pennsylvania, Ohio, stuff like that, your vote actually does matter, because if you vote for, if you vote for Democrat, and the Democrat wins, it's really good for society. So, you know, living in red states kind of sucks when you oppose red state values and stuff like that. And then the problem is every state has different laws, which is just so fucking stupid, there's like states' rights, and that's there's a whole fucking nonsense thing where, uh, you know, I went to college in Missouri, then I moved to Tennessee, and I'm like, hey, can I still get health care? And they're like, no, your health care's from Missouri. I'm like, what the fuck difference is Missouri health care from Tennessee health care? It's so fucking stupid. Health care in itself fucking sucks in the United States. And I 100% believe, and I will 100% vote for universal health care in the United States forever. And anyone who's like, but it won't work in the United States. How the fuck does it work in any other any other country? How the fuck does it work there but not here? They're like, well, the the doctors aren't as good. The doctors will be just fine. They're going to get the same pay and shit like that. We just spend less on military. Fuck you. Um, stuff like that. So it's like I like living in the United States because there's so many benefits of living in the United States, especially being a like a white person born in the United States, but. And again, there's so much fucking bullshit you have to deal with, and it feels like your politics that you're going to vote for is just nonsense and not worth voting for. That's that's my general opinion on uh, living in the United States. Can I be anonymous on OnlyFans? I am a 21-year-old female, and I have been struggling for money, and I wondered if there was a way to make an anonymous OnlyFans. I'm not sure how long it would stay anonymous, but is it worth it? I'm going to give you the honest fact, the idea of you're like, I want anonymous OnlyFans, and you think that's going to be successful? There's a lot of fucking bullshit right there. Um, because, first of all, it, what it sounds like, what kind of content are you going to post on your revenge? Are you going to post some crazy fucking shit that is worth it? Being that I have to pay money, specifically, I have to pay $7 a month. Like, Netflix is getting going up, Disney Plus went up in price, HBO Max, 18 bucks, Discovery Plus, pretty cheap still. Uh, you know, like $8 a month, you know. You're expecting me to be like, I'm going to spend another subscription for this chick, I think, who is just going to post, like, bikini pics or bra pics. On her on OnlyFans. I don't even know who the fuck this chick is. Like that. You think... How are you supposed to build an audience with an anonymous? Like, I think of this idea 
I've heard of this idea of people are like, we're going to start an anonymous podcast or we're going to start an anonymous music streaming thing. And then how are you supposed to fucking advertise that shit? Like an anonymous OnlyFans. uh, How do you, what do you expect? How are you expecting to get followers on this fucking OnlyFans? Uh, Because you're probably not a famous person. You're probably not that influential. Uh, So... And if you if you didn't do it anonymously, maybe you're kind of okay looking. Uh, and you're like, I'm going to start an OnlyFans. And you share that, and, like, two people are going to subscribe to it. And that's the problem, I think, with OnlyFans is that people are like, I expect people to subscribe to me. And if they don't, then uh, they're fucking sexist. Like, they're not fucking sexist. You're just not hot enough for people to want to pay to see you nude. You know? Like, maybe a guy will want to have sex with you. Uh, for zero dollars, but no one wants to pay for you to pay to see your tits that are pointing in different directions. That's one thing. So, uh, can I make an anonymous OnlyFans? I mean, technically, yes, you can. Technically, yes, you can create an anonymous OnlyFans. Will you actually make money out of it? No. One, because you're not advertising it to anyone you know because you don't want anyone knowing that you're anonymous on it first, and most guys want to see a girl's face when they see their tits too. That's another thing that you probably need to be concerned about. And second, uh, just because you started an OnlyFans doesn't mean you deserve a following, and doesn't mean you deserve extra money because you're showing your tits uh, to random ass people online. That's the problem with OnlyFans that I see, and I get so annoyed with OnlyFans people. Like I work in music, I work in that, and then I'm like. Should, do I expect people to want to listen to the music I make uh, just because I make music? No, I don't expect that. And then these OnlyFans people are like, do I expect people to look at my nudes just because I made an OnlyFans? Yes, or else they're sexist and they're homophobic or yada, yada, yada. Like, shut the fuck up. You're you're just not good-looking enough to have an OnlyFans, a successful OnlyFans. Uh, maybe, I don't know what you need to do to do that. I would say surgery, but that seems kind of mean. So I'm not going to say that, but... Uh, don't expect people to be subscribing to your OnlyFans when you're probably not worth the money to be starting OnlyFans. Maybe just get a second job. That's probably what you need to do. <sighs> That's rough, buddy. Our final question of the evening. Is it weird that I can't poop as much when I am out? At home, I poop three times a day, but when I go out, I can only poop max once a day. I am a vegetarian. Okay, so, um, I don't know what sign, because it looks like a negative three, but it's like the wavy, like, if you're watching me, it's like a wavy symbol. I don't know what symbol that is on the keyboard, if I can remember. It's like shift. I I don't know how to describe it. Uh, anyways, though, you, you only poop in, I can't tell, negative, I only poop negative three times a day. I can't imagine you say, I poop three times a day. Two times a day is normal, but if you go out to but if you go out in public, you can only poop once a day. And you're a vegetarian. Um, one thing with poop that's weird is that some there is somewhat psychological control. Some people have that psychological control over their poops, and it's like, oh, if I'm out in public, I can't poop. I can only poop at home. That's uh, like you know, I'll I'll go on vacation for three days. I'll come back, and I poop like. 13 turds or whatever. 
Uh, some people are like that. Um, I mean, I, I'll poop regardless, but I prefer to poop with my bidet because the bidet is the best thing that has ever happened in my life, and I will worship that thing for the rest of my life. Um, but, yeah, no. There is something of a psychological thing when it comes to, like, pooping, where, like, if you go on public and you're like, I don't feel comfortable pooping right now, your brain will work with you and say, like, hey, you're not going to poop right now. Uh, once you get home, though, you're going to really need to go. I have that, but with, like, vomiting, because if I need to vomit, like, I can always reach a toilet, except for one time in a lift. But I can always reach every other time, and that was alcohol. Alcohol! Uh, alco alcohol doesn't count, but if I need to vomit, though, like, I guess I'll say 99% of the time, because that one time I vomited in a lift. But it was on my shirt, too. You know, I vomited on my shirt. Uh, but... Yeah, I would say 90% of the time, I can always vomit in a toilet because I'm like, ooh, my stomach, I feel like I'm going to throw up. And then I start walking toward the toilet, and then it's like, now it's coming up, and I'll, like, hold it in my mouth, and then eventually it'll just go straight into the toilet, you know, stuff like that. So I think my vomit is a lot like the poop. So uh, is it weird that you can't poop when you're out? I think that's actually a, we're going to talk about evolution and how we should evolve into better species. I want to say that's a positive over negative because we can start moving towards bidets in every household. I think that uh, society would be a lot better. And when you get your dick sucked or when you eat ass and everything in between, it's like, hey, I don't have to smell poop anymore. It's a great thing. Anyways, though, we're ending today's episode of Can't Sweezy. Thank you for tuning in for the best episode of Can't Sweezy we've ever done. Uh, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Follow me on social media, at the Schwizzy, anywhere you get social media. Uh, remember, I have a song coming out in November, so I can tell you to follow me on so on your music streaming service, at the sh at Schwizzy, S-C-H-W-E-E-Z-Y, twitch.tv slash the Schwizzy. Make sure, if you have an Amazon Prime account, connect it, and make sure you subscribe to me over on Twitch, help financially support me. Patreon, uh, that's a great way to financially support everything else I do and everything I do. And remember, our audio-only listeners, make sure you go check out our YouTube page, subscribe, leave us comments and stuff like that. Check out our highlights, share those highlights with your friends. And if you're on the audio-only platforms, make sure you leave a review and give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So, that's in this episode. Great. Honk if you love butt drugs, and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.